This is a Looney Studios podcast. Hello and welcome to Aird Talks. I'm Hunter Looney, the Game Master, and this show is here to dive deeper into the world of Aird, which is traversed in the Aird Tales. I'm joined today by Leah, who plays Gamori, and Noah, who plays Jeffrey. Today we'll be discussing the latest episode of Aird Tales and Magic in the World of Aird. So, I put together a whole different mechanic for <laughs> this episode and sprung it on you in-game because supposedly Leah likes surprises. <laughs> I like to be surprised and prepared at the same time, though. <laughs> I like. I pretty much had an Excel sheet of different moves that your characters could do wrestling and would do different damages and stuff and everything. Yeah. And. But I also think it ended up where you all used it sparingly made more sense for what your characters would do. So, I didn't use it at all. Yeah, that's true. No, it did. Uh-huh. But I think if we hadn't have been playing with a guest, I would have just been like, okay, I need a few minutes to read this. Yeah, we would have paused. Because I'm not good at like trying to read something while stuff's going on. So it was just like overwhelming to me to look at. There was like 20 moves and yeah, I trying even to count, read yeah. it while we were playing. I was just like, nope, I'm going to try to do magic. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you're still getting used to your character. Like this is the first fight y'all have been in together. And so you got to try out a couple different things that you hadn't normally tried out. Yeah. Um, what'd y'all think of the the... The actual ship of the Krakens. That they didn't actually have cannonballs that they were shooting out. They were just shooting out like yeah. smoke of different colors. <laughs> and then on the main deck, it was a wrestling ring. Yeah. I mean, even after listening to his craziness, I still was still surprised that there was an actual ring on the ship because that's just not a thing you see on ships. Yeah. And James went hard with his accent <laughs> and his role-playing. And it surprised you, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it was very surprising. I didn't understand probably like one-third of what he was saying, <laughs> to be honest. So, yeah. It threw you. It, I could tell from your facial expressions. You were just like, "Whoa, this is a lot." <laughs> he told me. He told me beforehand when we were when I brought him the idea of he would be a pirate that had a, a wrestling thing on his ship and would challenge people to wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, I'll be a Russian uh, pirate. And I was just like, okay. Uh, and then I wanted the um, first mate to be um, like 
a wrestler that was a like a female wrestler, but one that specialized in like the crazy spin move type things and stuff mm-hmm. and aerial attacks. So that's where the like the flying lariat was born. I knew you would like the uh or at least be like what when I named the person the flying lariat because of the move that one dude does in Naruto. What's what's his name again? Killer B. Killer B. Yeah, we can what how do you say Naruto again? Naruto. Nah Rudo. Naruto. Nah Rudo. Do you want to move on from... Yes. This isn't a Naruto discussion podcast. All right, all right, all right. So, um, I thought it was good that you all tried to haggle the rules beforehand to use magic, and then you tried to use weapons, too. You 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 persuaded him to do the magic. Um... And the way we played it off was that he was so confident in himself that it would be fine. Which they did still end up winning. But it was probably tougher than he thought it was going to be. Yeah, if you all were allowed weapons, it would have been... That might have been enough to swing it in the other direction. Also, at the end, when I allowed it to switch to where you were targeting him... Instead of the flying lariat. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, he got so, so mad. mad. <laughs> um, he, uh, the only reason I allowed it is because when I saw how much it was going to do uh, with the fall damage and everything that it was going to knock you out. I was like, it'll be funnier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, um, would you all want to try another wrestling match at some point with those mechanics or no No. you prefer using your weapons and your magic and everything if we picked our skills because that's what we wanted it was fun for james though to because he likes wrestling yeah james likes wrestling and i thought it would be hilarious that if shay pays a pirate to be a privateer to patrol the waters and just aggravate Passer buyers to lose money and not necessarily rob them, but lose them of their dignity and their money in front of their crews. It's kind of like stealing somebody's shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Or shoes. Right. Yeah. Um, so James told me, y'all don't know this. James told me afterwards, he said, if he wasn't winning near the end, He was going to start super cheating because it was his own boat. He was going to start, like, rallying his crew and, like, start doing real shady stuff, like, under the table and stuff. Like, he told me this afterwards. I was like, geez. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? We could have coordinated that. (laughs) Um, But he... We had a, we had a lot of fun with it. It it's was not different. Cheating though, rallying the crew. Oh no, he meant rally the crew first, and then start like being handed in chairs and oh, you know stuff like that that happens in wrestling, like okay. escalating the situation. You know, people jumping over the bar for no yeah. reason. Yeah, but like I thought of the 
the here's how the idea progressed. James likes wrestling. Oh, it would be cool if a ship had a wrestling thing on the deck. Oh, I should make him a pirate. Yes. <laughs> oh, now I got to figure out how to incorporate this in the story. <laughs> because we wanted to have James on. We mm-hmm. interact with James a lot. He's a friend of family. He's fun times. And so we had, we had, I mean, I had a lot of fun with the ridiculousness. Yeah. I had fun stealing his belt. Yeah. The role play around that was, that was good times. That was a good idea. I don't think I would have thought of it. I started flying and then I think he said it. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Noah or James that said, get the belt. I think it was James because I feel like it was more like, um, are you going for the belt? Mm. And I was like. Oh, now I am. <laughs> yeah, it was James. Yeah. It was... It, which, that does happen in wrestling matches and stuff. Yeah. And then they use it as a prop and everything. It just... Yeah. It escalated the situation. The fact that he actually has one, and I remember... Oh, yeah. On the on the Zoom call, one, but... he had a, a uh, wrestling belt... Like fake one that he was holding up and RPing with. Yeah, had like tossed over his shoulder most of the time. Like that just made me laugh harder. Yeah, he times. that was like last minute. He's like, I'm gonna have the belt up in the, and I was like, they'll love it. It's a great idea. <laughs> um, anything else on the episode? You all, this was just the afternoon of you all leaving. Port. I kind of wish I'd went harder on him because, like, I tried to just tie him up mm-hmm. at first, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I guess I just you could have summoned like, like a, a polar bear of, or something. That would have been funny if I'd summoned something. Yeah. Or like a wrestling grizzly bear or kickboxing kangaroo or something. Mm. Yeah. Cause I, I thought that my spells, like, were, you know, like, fire. Um, just set his boat on fire? Just, yeah, I didn't want to actually, like, kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah, you, you, I think you went more towards, he's running his mouth a lot, I kind of want to, like, mess with him. I guess I don't have a lot of attack spells that aren't, like, really damaging or can be. Yeah. But you also have magic healing, too. So, and other people on the ship had it, too. So. Alright. Anything else on the episode? Not really, no. Alright, let's talk a little bit about magic in the world of Aird. And this is, like, the start of we're going to talk about each... Um, school of magic in the coming talks episodes. Yay. So, um, magic in a yard has it has wide ranging influence, and a lot of people are able to perform it. Um, some are more adept at it than others, and the common everyday citizen in the world might be able to do one or two spells. Um. But they're usually like very basic, like, I'm going to 
be able to create, I'm going to learn how to create water so I can water my crops type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's even some people that um, either can't learn magic or just haven't and aren't super adept at it so there's not any negative effects if they don't. It's kind of like education in our world. Like, some people have better access to education and stuff. And so, therefore, are allowed to, like, cultivate it. Um, so, magic is cast by tapping into the that caster's own body energy. And this energy is referred to as, like, magical energy... But for gameplay mechanics, we call it like magic points. Um, some religions, spiritual teachings, or ways of life in a yard have other names for it, like chakra, chi, spirit, soul, spiritual energy, or aura. Uh, it just depends on where you're at. What they vibes. call it. vibes. <laughs> yeah, um, this energy is a renewable resource as long as the person has rest. Food and water. If they don't have those things, then it's not going to, like, re-up when they sleep. Um, The amount of energy each person has is different. Also, the amount used to cast spells is different depending on the spells. That's denoted by level. level. Um, It starts off simpler spells use less, harder spells use more. Um... Here are the... Magic is currently split into 12 different schools of magic. The study of magic is called thaumatology. And individuals that dedicate their themselves to the study of magic at an academic level are called thaumatologists. Huh. That's an actual, like, word. Huh. In Earth. Cool. Um... Here, uh, there's also institutes of learning scattered across a year dedicated to the study and stuff. So here's the different groupings. Wait, so for real on Earth, does it mean study of magic? I mean... Because we don't, we don't, I mean... <laughs> We're not really studying magic. Or I would be doing it. <laughs> uh-huh. And then we have to call you witch. Um, okay. Spray you down with holy oh water. My. Oh my. So, speaking of that, thaumatology by Marion Webster Dictionary is the doctrine, discussion, or study of the performing of miracles. I oh, know that got weird. <laughs> but uh, that's what Marion Webster says, and uh, dictionary.com says the same thing with study. Or description of miracles. So, if magic existed on Earth, there would be individuals that would say, like, Oh God, they're doing miracles over here. This person just made lightning Mm -hmm. just ball up in their hands and whatnot. Right? Mm -hmm. Alright. So, um, one school of magic is called abduction magic. Which focuses on the forcible taking of things from others or the environment. That's the one we're talking about next next episode. That was just a teaser? Uh, well, no, I'm giving these short of explanations on all of them. Oh, okay. And then we'll get into them. How on many the are there? Twelve. 
Cool. Alteration magic focuses on altering the world or an item. Creation magic focuses on the animating of creations like statues or suits of armor. You have one of those outside your house, Gamora. Mm -hmm. Or not one, you have multiples. Elemental magic focuses on the creation or manipulation of various elements within the world. Healing magic focuses on alleviating, healing, or protecting against elements or injuries. Illusion magic focuses on altering perceptions or interpretations of things by the senses. Movement magic focuses on assisting the movement of someone or something. Necromancy magic focuses on communicating or reanimating the dead, whether that is through poltergeization. Poltergeization. Something along those lines. Uh, or zombification. And offensive magic focuses on attack magic. Shape-shifting magic focuses on transferring, transforming the caster or someone else into someone or something else. Whereas, if somebody can just shape-shift innately, uh, they have to expel, like, body energy, like the energy you would use to, like, run or whatever. So they... Huh. It, um, there are some, like, when you transform to werewolf... That's why werewolves are sometimes ravenous and want to eat a bunch. It's because it expels a lot of body energy. Like you just ran a marathon or whatever. Um, summoning magic focuses on summoning objects or animals to the location of the caster. Upon the arrival of the animal, they are under the control of the caster as if they are their familiar and then the last one is support magic focuses on assisting in a function or act. Any questions on those or magic in general? No. No? no. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Air Talks. In the next episode of Air Talks, we'll dive deeper into that abduction magic. Let's take some time here at the end to go over some information. I want to invite everyone to visit patreon.com slash Studios. The link is in the description. There's a link there that anyone can submit a magical item that could appear in-universe. You don't have to be a patron to participate, and you can even participate anonymously if you want. Uh, while you're there, take a couple of minutes to look at the Looney Studios Patreon. If you become a patron, you gain access to the podcast early, among other perks. And thank you to all our current patrons. Uh, you help support Looney Studios and Eird Tales. And Looney Studios can be found at looneystudios.com and at the social media platforms listed in the description. Please give a review on your favorite podcasting site, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, and submit magical items on our Patreon. The Looney family hopes that you have a wonderful day.